ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 2022. This is the first episode of a brand new year. I'm still your host, and the podcast is still called What Do You Call It? Podcast. Today's guest is currently unpinned. He's a pro wrestler, British boogeyman, and an Oasis fanatic, which we will be talking about. First time I've actually discussed Oasis, which should be fun. Please give it up for the maniac from Manchester, violent gentleman, Miles Blackwell. How are you doing today, mate? You all good? Oh, I'm great. How are you today? I'm not too bad, man. This, um, as I've said in the intro, first podcast I've done about two weeks. Had COVID during Christmas, so there was that. But other than that, I'm good, mate. Weekends around the corner. How are you before we discuss your wrestling career? Fantastic, fantastic. Actually, I had COVID in 2020 right at the end, and it was terrible. It was uh, terrible. So, yeah, you switched to one of the original ones. See, I got quite lucky because I've got the jabs, so it didn't really hit me too much. Did it kind of wipe you out a little bit? It really, I was more fatigued than anything, and this was before the vaccine was available for everyone. Mm-hmm. So it, I was more fatigued, and I couldn't taste anything, and I was on the couch all day. Oh bloody hell! Oh, yeah. I'm glad so I got lucky. Then the only thing I literally had was a bit of tiredness and right. running nose. That was it. I could still taste yeah. it. I still ate. So <laughs> yeah, and that's all good. But we're not going to have a full blown conversation about COVID because that is the thank best. you. But what it we is. are going to hear massively is, mate. Um, but what we are going to start off the show is finding out what is your favorite Oasis album. Put you on the spot. Definitely, there. maybe. Definitely, maybe. Classic. It's. Album. I mean, it's it, it's a classic one. Um, you know, I was looking through all the songs the other day, and um, "Don't Look Back in Anger" is my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's it's to me, it's bigger than music. It's a, it's an anthem. Um, actually, I've got a lyric from it tattooed on my leg. Oh, really? There is one tattoo, yeah, by the way, if you can show. Um, just because I've seen it on on a podcast, but I think you probably showed it, and I think you're going to know what I'm going to ask. The Roddy Piper tattoo, if you can show it. Because he is one of my all-time favorites. I actually met him a year before right. he passed away. He is my all-time favorite. Actually, my, my cat's named after Roddy. Is is Roddy and um nice um Piper uh, Punk. Those are two of my favorites. I haven't haven't got a CM Punk tattoo yet. That'll probably come later. But we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. Yeah. So we can we can go back to that. Yeah. So I just because you mentioned the tattoo, I was like, I know I'm gonna forget. Get it in there now. Um, which Gallagher brother is your favorite? Liam or no? Okay, that's a tough one. Here's Hard one. hitting questions. No, Noel is a better musician. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Liam doesn't play anything but the tambourine, right? And some maracas. But Liam is a rock and roll star, 100%. Yeah. And it, it's actually funny because I will, uh, if I'm going out with my wife, I will ask her, I'll say Liam or no. And that legitimately decides what kind of jacket I wear when we go out. <laughs> Am I going to wear like... I'm serious am i going to wear like a leather jacket or a parka and i love i love wearing the parkas you know in the shades oh. i think i posted a picture of that earlier today yeah but i used I that. to think that liam was a bit of an asshole after seeing everything but now at, that he's matured and grown up yeah. i like liam i've actually started to with the transformation of my wrestling gimmick is, is starting to be based more off of him love um it. and i and i'll explain that in a little bit um to the point where 
I was actually going to start shooting my promos a bit like him, but the American audience wouldn't be be able to understand anything that I was saying. Because if you listen to him talking, then you listen to Noel. Yeah. It's like, how are you raised by the same mother? Because you're two different, <laughs> two different voices. Liam does this a lot and says, you know what I mean? And that. And he curses all the time. He'll say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm in a room and that. You know what I mean? The whole time and just, yeah. That's spot on, man. I, I, I love them both, but I'm, I love Liam more. Just, I think just because he's a bit of a bigger dick, but just the way he carries himself, like, you know, don't touch a man's hair, you know, like, I can't yeah. do a Manchester accent to save my life, but yeah, uh, I'm in the, the South. The, but. <laughs> well, there's, there's actually something funny about that was, um, and we, we can talk about this now if we want to. I mentioned it Go before it, we, we yeah, started yeah. recording. Of course. Um, I'm billed that I'm from the UK, but I haven't been there in over 30 years. Um, you know, Men With Hill? I know who's with Winmithill. Winmithill, Air Force Base. No. Okay. I'm, I'm quite educated in that part, sorry. <laughs> okay. So, so my father was over there, and <laughs> that's where my mother, we met my mother over there. And so, and I'm just going to drop a little bit more of the accent now. Um, when I signed up to do wrestling and I started going through training and school and everything, the booker, the owner of the company, because I wrestle for a company, like I'm open for bookings, but I wrestle for a company. He yep. found out that I was in England at some point in my life you know that I lived over there I was born kind of over there and, that, and like near the Air Force Base because my father being in the military and he said you're you're from England yeah I'm from England okay we're gonna use that because he's a very old school promoter old school booker like he wrestled in the 80s and the early 90s and, and mm-hmm. things like that so because of that he said you know people in the south that's where I'm, I'm stationed out of Florida like that's where this company is they love a foreign heel yeah and so He's like, yeah, we're going to say that you're from England. And I'm like, well, you know, yeah, I am, but the accent's not there. So, I mean, I use a lot of the vernacular and terminology and everything, but, like, I haven't lived at home, you know, in 18 years. So it's not like I'm around a lot of people who speak with the English accent. So Mm. if you watch any of my promos, like, one week I might sound like Liam Gallagher, and one week I might sound like I'm from a different area. But it's really, and it's really annoying. And it's just like, after shooting a few promos, I'm like, why couldn't you just said that, you know, I'm just an asshole from here. Yeah. And so I kind of painted myself in the corner with that. No, no, no. I should have said no. I should have said no. But I mean, I'm I'm all UK, Union Jack stuff. Like even my face mask is Union Jack. You know, I'm a huge Oasis fan. Like I'm I'm as British as I could be, but the accent's not there. It's kind of like a reverse, uh, a reverse Charlie Hunnam. Like, if you watch old episodes of uh, Sons of Anarchy, every once in a while, he gets mad and he yells, like, you hear his British accent come out. Yeah. Man, his accent's all open. It's like, I think he's from, like, Newcastle. And it's just, yeah. like, when he ever does interviews now, you, he, I think he even said, like, I don't even know what I sound like anymore. Because <laughs> he's done so many. <laughs> that, that's me. We shot a promo a few weeks ago, and it was the best one I've ever shot as far as, like, after a workout, after a training session. And the guy holding the camera was like, I forgot to put on the autofocus and I had to shoot it again. And the accent was like, I was mad because it was like the fifth or sixth take yeah. because he's like, oh, no, let's change this. Let's do that. And then the one they finally went with, I'm like, that, I don't I don't even sound like. So I'm, wait, I'm waiting for that Kofi Kingston moment for them to say, wait a minute, didn't you used to have an accent? Oh, man, like, your place we, said that. <laughs> yeah, or, or can we, can we like, write it? Can we write it into a script where I get hit really hard on the head and I forget how to speak with the accent? Like I still like I use like I said all the terminology and the vernacular, but the accent's not really there unless yeah. I'm like yelling, you know, or if I'm in the ring, like I'll yell. And sometimes when I'm driving in traffic and I yell, it just comes out like really. 
I've noticed you do call people on social media a wanker, which always pops me, which I love. Yeah. It's, a, it's, yeah. a big, it's a big thing in the UK, obviously. It's just like, I don't know, yeah. like ass. It's our, our version of an asshole. Yeah. As the yeah. Uh, Americans would say. Just uh, one last question before we do talk about you being a wrestling fan and how you got into okay. wrestling in the first place right. is that you've mentioned, obviously, where you've been in, in America for a good couple of years now. When you tell people, the Americans, I have to ask this because obviously I'm in the UK. When you tell people that you are originally born in um, the UK, what do they, what's the first thing they always say? So is there anything they always go to like, oh, do you have, do you have royal family or cup of tea? That sort of thing. It's, it's more of a questions about the accent really. Because it's, it's not there. Like it's, yeah. I have like a 9% accent, you know. Um, I was actually in a... In a, a um, where was I? I was in a mall or something. I had on the UK flag and it was this old gentleman that came up to me and, um, and said something about that. I like your, your, your mask. Where'd you get it? And I told him and he's like, you don't have an accent. He's like, why are you wearing my flag if you're not from my country? And I was like, I am, you know, I'm not going to, you know, Barack Obama, I got to carry my papers on me, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah. That's fair, man. That's fair. Can't believe some dick said that to you, man. Or would you like to say, wanker? Um, yeah. Right, let's let's begin the actual full-blown wrestling conversation. Let's find out what made you a wrestling fan in the first place. Because you mentioned about Piper and Punk, so let's go right. back to the beginning and discover how you became a wrestling fan. Um, my family's always watched it ever since I, I can remember. And the, the funny thing is one of the first things I really remember was my dad used to root for all the bad guys. He loved the heels, you know. And um, one of the first heels I remember him really liking was Rick Martel when he was the model Rick Martel. It's the arrogant spray. The arrogant spray, correct. And uh, my dad, this will tell you, because I'm, I'm actually in my late 30s. That's how old I am, right? And um, he, he took a, 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 like a, a radio and put a blank tape in there. And when the model came out, he recorded his entrance theme. Because you got to understand, this is the early 90s. He recorded yeah, it and yeah. he would play it. He would play it in the house and then, you know, walk into the room. And, you know, I'm five or six years old, so I'm, I'm going ballistic. You this know? is awesome, yeah. Like, I'm just attacking them. And, you know, and I never I never really liked the heels until I was, um, like, Piper was all going back, you know, going back yeah. and watching Piper. But my, the first heel that I actually really, really liked was Raven in WCW. Yeah. I was about 12 or 13 then, and I said, uh, this is this guy's it. This guy's got it. Because there was no was one like all the ECW stuff. The way he would sit in the uh, in the corner and just you know I'm gonna wrestle on my rules and things like that. Yeah, mm, that, the, that it was, was uh, the flock, wasn't it? With Canyon yeah. and Saturn and all that. Yeah. that was, I mean, first hill I probably fell in love with was probably Owen Hart. Um, maybe Mr. Perfect as well, but like yeah. properly was Owen Hart. So it's like yeah. I actually almost at one point I preferred him to Brett I mean Brett was my guy as a kid but... are you ready for this alright hold on I'm ready I don't know if you can see it in my, I got my uh, shorts on yeah. mate they are awesome yeah they are awesome yeah. are they from Chalkline um to be real with you I ordered them from a link that someone sent me so I don't I don't know where they, they came from they though man like, they, they took forever to get here that's I thought I thought he was uh, I was like I gave up my money you know, I'm not getting these shorts because it was like, I think it was like three months, you know, and then they finally got here. So I, no, I'm so glad you're an Iron fan, man. But well, I want to go back to Piper because you said you went back and sort of developed a love for him. What is it about Rowdy Piper that you truly love? I mean, I personally love him, but we're not here to talk about what I think. It's about what he means to you as a fan and as a wrestler. 
for me, I, the reason why I like Piper and I like punk is um, mm-hmm. I like flawed human beings. Yeah. I, I've always hated Superman, you know, just because he's everything's perfect about him, right? So I've always liked Piper because Piper was not the best wrestler by any means, mm-hmm. but he was one of the hardest workers and he was fantastic on the microphone. And I, I feel the same way about punk. Like, you know, if part of my, actually part of my moveset was, uh, is a couple of things I took from CM Punk while he was gone. And then when he came back, I was like, oh, great. Now people are going to, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I just, I enjoyed Piper. And I remember my first really getting familiar with him was mm-hmm. um, when he came back in WCW and he was actually a face going against, you know, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And I just remember he used to say things that at the time were, well, you should you really say that, you know, and he kind of pushed, he pushed the, he pushed the line. And I, I don't know something about him. He was unhinged. He was crazy. Um, you could tell that he was enjoying it, but he did it to feed his family. Mate, Piper is awesome. Like, just yeah. some of the stuff you say, like Piper's pit, like you do not throw rocks at a man with a machine gun. They live. I've got that signed. One of the best films I've ever seen. Don't care what anyone says. Yeah. I've got the action figure from that movie. Oh, the new um came out what, like a year or two. That looks so mm-hmm. good. I'm not a big figure collector, but that nice. one I kept my eye on. I'm like, wait, wait till it goes down a little bit, then I'll purchase it. But um, I'll send you the DM like, my picture of him and the actual signature. Like, oh, it's like just a year, and then he died after. I was like, ah. But Pipe was a legend. Like, if, if anyone that is listening to this isn't aware of him, I mean mm-hmm. it most likely will be. Go watch All Piper, right. Bret Hart, WrestleMania 8. Yeah. And I'll, I'll actually, um, I'll send you, um, I think it was Halloween 2015. That was the year he passed away, it was 2015. Uh, 2015, yeah, I think it was like June or yeah. July. For a couple of years after that, that's who I was for Halloween. I'll send you a picture. Oh, really? Oh, man, I've yeah. seen that. I won't post on Twitter, yeah. because I know you'll yeah. actually beat the shit out of me. But, <laughs> but no, no, definitely, man. After, I'm looking forward to that exchange. I'll definitely do it, um, even though it's like 12 o'clock at night, but no one cares. But awesome, awesome, man. Um what inspired you to become pro wrestler? So we've established who your favorites, Rick Martel. Fucking awesome, by the way. Yes. <laughs> um, um, to be, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's cool, man. I just want to know what inspired you. Um, was there a specific moment in your life, or did, did you know from an early age, I want to do this when I'm older? There was always there was always the hunger to do it. Like mm-hmm. I always wanted to do it, but it never really, it never really came to fruition, and. <laughs> You know, just to kind of get a little personal here, I was I was in a relationship with one of the most terrible human beings I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Actually, you know, was the mother of a couple of my children. And um, I just I was kind of caged there and didn't really get to do anything that I wanted to do. And when I met who I'm married to now, actually, uh, January 12th, seven years, will be seven years we've been together. And she is one of the ones that is just, hey, you want to do this, go do this. You want to do this, go do this. And it was during uh, the initial first wave of the pandemic in 2020 in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when the speaking out movement happened. Remember, and everything's hashtag speaking out. Yeah. There was a lot of a lot of competitors that some of us idolized that bad things came out about them. And yeah, I remember right. just I had posted on my personal Twitter page, not the not the one that I, I got more followers on, but my personal one. Was like, if I have to go to wrestling school so you can have someone that you can either cheer or boo. Or, you know, just know that they're not an overall bad person that cheats on their wife, I might have to do it. And a few people are like, you should do it. You know, I used to, you know, I used to go to all the NXT shows in Florida. Yeah. And um, they said, do it, go, 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 go. And finally, my wife said, you should do it. Well, you know, wrestling school is not the you know, most inexpensive thing. 
And so I actually won a contest at work that I didn't even know I was entered in. And they, right, and they said, you know, we're going to give $1,000 towards either education, fitness, or travel. Well, nobody was traveling at the time. So I said, you'll give it towards fitness. Do you approve this right here? And they did, and that paid for my wrestling school. That your work sounds awesome. That's yes. awesome. What is the, what's the name of the wrestling school? The, it's uh, Top Rope Wrestling Academy. It's in Jacksonville, Florida. That's why my Twitter page actually has that. I live in Jacksonville, Florida. Because um, mm-hmm. the company I wrestle for is based out of there. And um, um, probably the most famous name to come out of there was uh, Byron Saxton. Oh, nice. I think it's good. Yeah. I'm tired, to be honest. I mean, like, I don't think it got really a fair sort of, you know, a fair run with the whole, he was in that period when NXT was abysmal. Like, I don't think any much, much good came out of that period. <laughs> well, you, to be honest with you, the reason why he became a commentator, he actually had a journalism degree and he was a weatherman on the local ra- uh, weather station. Oh, really? Now, they, this is what they said, and this is, this is how big businesses work. And I don't necessarily agree with it because I'm sure the man got into the business because he wanted to compete. But they yeah. said, you're, you're an African-American and you speak well. We want to put you in commentary instead of wrestling. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean, it sucks the circumstance, but I mean, in terms of what, how he does his role, he is good mm-hmm. and he's got a likable charm to him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think, yeah. I think that still does kind of float about these days. But it's a, yeah. it's a shite. With yeah. the training that you... Uh, I'll say that that you actually win. That's awesome, by the way. I, my work, shout out. If you want to put me through, like, best in school, I'm all for it. But, um, yeah, sorry. Had to cheap plug that. But, yeah, so in terms of the rest of school, what were some of the biggest challenges that you sort of had to um, counter with in terms of the actual bumps, the getting up, the routines? Okay. Uh, for me, it was when I started, I was 35 years old. Mm-hmm. So not that this is wrestling is a young men's game. You know, at least starting out. So, of course, everyone's, you know, DDP, DDP, DDP. Well, I'm not DDP, you know. And everything, you know, the first few times, it just really hurt. Really, really hurt. It was wake up every day and my wife was saying, like, look, I'm conflicted because I love you. I know you want to do this, but I'm having to help you out of bed in the morning. Yeah. I'm having to help you up the stairs. And so I started reaching out to a couple people. And, you know, they're, they're a bit more famous than me, obviously. A lot more famous than me, so they're not going to remember this. But... um I want to say Chris Bay from Impact and um, Eric Stevens, um, who no longer wrestles. He runs like a cookie shop in Sarasota, Florida. Mm. Um, it's a fantastic Twitter follow if you don't follow him, by the way. Um, and I reached out to him and said, hey, I got questions. You know, how how bad did it hurt in the beginning? I just wanted to make sure that this was normal and it wasn't my body breaking down saying you're not meant for this. And I went through it and it was a couple weeks of training and it was the third week and I, I really couldn't even get in my car. And I remember I was getting ready to call the, uh, the train, the booker, you know, for, it was a Saturday uh, training session, the booker, the owner. And he said, Hey, we're doing a short taping, you know, for the webcast that we do. Um, our cameraman can't make it. Can you run the camera and just wear like a, a mask and a hoodie? And I said, absolutely. Because now I don't have to bump, you know, I have to bump. I don't have to do anything. I can, I can heal. And, yeah, um, that's yeah. That was the best part. Um, so the, just the, building that initial callus on my body was probably the hardest thing. No, that's good. Man. I think as fans, yeah. including myself, you know, on the podcast, we forget how much wrestlers put their body. No, I mean, how, what the pain and the sacrifice they have to put for their body. So, like for you to explain how painful it really was for the first few weeks. I mean, when did you realize like you sort of got used to it in a way? I'm not saying it went away, but you kind of just you know one day feel like okay. Probably about two months in. Mm-hmm. 
probably about two months in, like I, I remember we, we were training for two, two and a half hours and um, oh, we were done. I said, I'm, I'm not really hurting that bad. Not as much as I normally do. And, he, and even when it hurt the most, it was, you know, you're, you're limping out to your car, you're getting your vehicle and you're like, I can't wait to come back. You know, I, I can't wait. Is it, is it training day again? Like I'm ready. You know, I'm hurting. I really, you know, let's go get in the, you know, in the bathtub with the Epsom salt, but um, I can't wait to come back. You love it though. It's, it's like that dreading rush because like even that's painful. So I fucking love it. It's it's the greatest thing ever. And my first real match was, um, it was uh, actually doing the, uh, is we have an event called Stampede and it's a bit like a Royal Rumble type situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's 20 men instead of 30. And a week or two before that event, um, I injured myself in training just doing a drill. I've, I've got uh, genetically and historically very bad knees from playing sports in high school. And, you know, and my parents both had knee replacements and everything. And I tore a meniscus. And to this day, it's still wedged. I just haven't gotten surgery yet. And my first wrestling match was that, that battle royal and a tag team match. To where, uh, because of, uh, if you're familiar with the Freebird rule, I'm, I'm part of a yeah. stable, but because of the Freebird rule, I wore the titles out there. And um, I couldn't do much of anything. I, I don't I, I don't think I really did anything but uh, slap somebody in the face a couple of times and, and drape the apron over some guy and choke him or something like that. But I remember after limping to the back, like I was... I couldn't sleep for days. You know, yeah. I was just, I was so excited. You know, it was the greatest thing. The next day I bought Nate like a dozen donuts and, you know, got some pizza, went shopping, bought some sneakers. Like I was just so happy. It was a, at, at that point, one of the greatest days of my life. That's awesome. And for that, for you, for that to be a debut, and I really like talking about wrestling debuts on this podcast, mm-hmm. for you to actually be in agony, that I haven't heard. And literally, and then we had a cup pizza and ate donuts the day after. But did you have any friends or family there, by the way, at the debut? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had um, the venue was about two hours from where I live and a lot of people traveled just mm-hmm. to see that, you know, and I had probably had about eight or nine people that I knew that were there. Yeah. And, you know, even my wife, she, she'll go, but she boos me, which is hilarious to me. Um, you have married you know, she'll, <laughs> she'll, she'll, Yeah, she'll, she'll wear the T-shirt, but she'll boo me, which says, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I cannot make eye contact with anyone that I know. Because I'll get, if I know, quite easily. I'll start laughing, and and I'm supposed to be, you know, like this. Just uh, initially, they wanted me to be uh, really, really dark and really scary, mm. kind of like uh, you know, Anton Chigurh from um, uh, No Country for Old Men, or like a Hannibal Lecter type. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they said, okay, we want you to be really dark, but then they kept booking me to do chicken shit stuff you know like run away and this and that like, you guys can't figure out what you want so um i just started doing kind of whatever i wanted to and now i just try to get on people's nerves in the ring and that's that's where the unpin things come, the unpin thing comes from you know, i love that last, thing. That's last really week good. it's fun it's the most fun and there's last week your profile picture literally has it <laughs> Yeah, I, I made this shirt myself. Uh, I was about to say, right of yeah. yeah, because uh, I actually lost uh, this match in a tournament for a new title. And people were, you know, coming at me on Twitter. Oh, you got pinned, you got pinned. And I'm like, no, look, if you look at the other camera, I've been asking them to pull the other camera. My right shoulder was up. I refuse to accept those results. I'm still in pin, you know, and I, that's, I'm just going with it. 
you know, even if they call me out in interviews, oh, no, you lost. No, that doesn't count. I told you, does it? I don't accept that. I'm unpinned. You know, I could I could lose every match for the rest of my career, and I'm still going to say I'm unpinned. That's that's going to be the move. But it's brilliant. It's just such an easy like not, not like, it's, it's an easy way to gen- generate heat and just to like be a bigger dick. Like we can clearly see you've done it. No, 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 no. Now have a camera and just it's always excuses you can come up with. I love it. That's it. It's 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 classic heel work. It's, yeah. You know, too many people are trying to be MJF, or they're trying to say they're trying to say the thing that really gets people aggravated, but it's the mm. little things. You know, a mosquito is one of the most annoying creatures on the face of the earth. So if a mosquito's in your ear all the time going, I'm unpinned, I'm unpinned, I'm unpinned, you're like, I just keep coming back, I'm unpinned. That's why every every single day it's I great. post something about being unpinned. Like I've invested so much money into this Photoshop app. It is great, man. Like it's just, it does always pop me. Like I think you, you have nailed it as well. I think a lot of wrestlers say so they want to be a really cool guy and they want to just do all the spots. And like I, I love, it. I like MJ as well. I think it's great. But uh, there's a lot of people that want to be like him as well. I'm not going to name names, but you do see it and you see it yourself. So the way that yeah. you've literally be like, I'm unpinned, I'm unpinned, but like you're deluded. But it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how. Uh, no, never mind. I'm not going to get into politics, but you know. Nah, that's cool. You know, just, you know, someone that used to be president, like it's here we are, like you know, over a year later, and he's still like, I didn't lose. You know, oh, so much stuff is too, man. But I mean, that's American politics. That's a yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's not. He's a bit of a dick. Um, yeah. Who? Sorry if anyone likes him, but I'm not a big fan. Anyway, um, who in wrestling yeah. do you currently have your eye on in terms of wrestling against in the future? So we've just entered a new year. Uh, okay, we, we still have COVID, but. It's not as bad, so you are still able to do more things and engage and attend more shows. Is there anyone at the moment or a few people that you've got your eye on you would love to wrestle against and to continue your unpinned streak? Right. Um, One of the biggest ones is an indie guy. Are you familiar with uh, Kevin Blackwood? Rings a bell. I'm not just saying that. That does ring a bell, doesn't it? Yeah. He's he's actually a really good. He's he's big on the indies. He actually designed. I have a T-shirt. It's my my main one in my logo. It's um it's a taped fist holding a teacup. And is that the one on Progress and Tees? Is that yeah. in your shop? Yeah, I've seen yeah. some of your stuff. It's really good. Yeah, really he designed that one for me. Him and uh, Kevin Koo from uh from Violence Is Forever. I don't know if you know those two. That, guys. That, that, I mean, that, 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 that brings about, but not the other guy, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Everybody wants to go after the you know the big names and, and you know I want to be on WWE I want to be on AEW like I I, I want to do the indies you know the indies just seems like it's a more for a love of the game type situation mm-hmm. you know um, so those two um, that's probably those are those are the two I actually listed them uh, earlier last year you know, last year twenty twenty one yeah last year um, that those are two of the ones that I want to face before the year's over. Nice, man. I think, I think you've, what you said as well is a good shout. Like, WWE isn't the place to be anymore. So we see what happens. Not even, even on a weekly basis now, man. It's sad. Yes. It really is. I mean, like, the Indies as well, it's just, like, there's so many, like, there's so much hunger on the scene. I mean, in the UK, like, we were, we were affected a bit more in terms of the um, crowds being allowed in but now we're allowed in like there's just so many and obviously speaking out as well i'm not gonna go into it but i'm just making a point mm-hmm. where there is more hunger there's more people that weren't necessarily getting the spotlight or the attention who are now 
getting the attention they deserve. And obviously, right. you know, which I'm glad that's happening for you as well. Um, a question that I ask everyone on the show, if you had to describe yourself in three words, what words would you pick? Uh, relentless, stubborn, fanatic. Okay. I like it, relentless, stubborn, yeah. fanatic. I, I ask this question because every different, every answer is different. Yeah. There'll, there'll yeah. be one person that gets me same one but and, and they they all kind of link together because you know i'm, I'm not going to stop until they have to roll me out there you know in a wheelchair um i'm stubborn you know if i can't get something i'm going to keep doing it and then i'm a fanatic it, it bothers me i actually work with a couple of guys in the organization that i'm with that mm -hmm. they're not wrestling fans they're not fans at all and it's like why are you here? like have you are you just looking for something to do two or three days a week you know why are you here if you don't like like you're not a fan of you don't watch wrestling you don't watch old wrestling you don't watch new wrestling you don't watch it at all why are you here it is strange i never i mean i can understand if they recruit like by WWE, but when they're doing it like you know in the smaller promotions i don't quite understand it it's like you, yeah. you're doing something you don't really like right it's it's that it, that bothers me and then people just who aren't appreciative of the whole the whole process the whole art form um there's people that, you know, they, they're in the organization and they constantly complain. Like, I, you know, I hate it here. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I'm leaving. None of us have signed the contracts. You know, we, we have a place to train. We're very fortunate for that. You know, we work the shows. Of course, you know, it's the indies. You don't get paid a lot on the shows. But it's like, if you were that good, couldn't you go somewhere else? No, you can't. That's why you are, you know, that's why you're still here. So stop complaining about it because you're bringing other people down. You I respect that. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I just feel like it's. I've only been doing this for about a year and a half, but I've worked hard and I've, I've sacrificed time. I've sacrificed money. I've sacrificed a lot of things, and to have somebody mm. kind of shit on the whole thing, it, that really pisses me off. I mean, as fans, we get easily annoyed, but as someone who has, does it as a profession, and that does has sacrificed a lot. And obviously, where you mentioned about the injuries that you already sustained, and even in your debut, and you know you're not being able to walk upstairs and then to see some people on social media and backstage shitting it. So, you know, I can understand that being really, really wankers. I typically save that for people who, who say that, you know, the, the homophobic and misogynistic things or the racist things. They're normally, I don't just throw that one out there. Hmm. And the other day I had to, I had to do it twice. or something. I think I think you did one Odyssey. to Brad Shepard, didn't you? Oh Yeah. I actually challenged him to a fight for charity. Of course, you're not going to get an answer, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't even know who I am anyways. Um, but yeah, I challenged I mean, him. No, no, no one knows him. He's an idiot. He's a Right. And I've been been challenging Bob Vance uh, from the office, but he's not he's not <laughs> responding either. That's that's my new that's my new thing cuz I'm all about like I said I'm relentless. The unpin you know, the Photoshop, the memes every day. And every day since the uh, new year, I've been uh, challenging Bob Vance to a fight. But he's not answering. Mate, it's only the, uh, the eighth or the seventh, well, seventh for you at the moment. We're only like the first week in January. So there's plenty of time, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to get. Uh, no, I'm going so... to pay him on Cameo to respond to me, I guess. <laughs> Well, I've did that with a wrestler. I won't mention the wrestler's name. I mentioned it when we're off. But yeah, just because yeah. he, he was supposed to have an interview picture of him and then he literally had to pay on camera to get a response. Ah. <laughs> he, he listened to us as well. But I'm not going to say his name. So I'm not giving anything away, but it's quite funny. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. And when I tell you the name as well, you'll be like, oh, fuck's sake. But um, <laughs> so, 
right, sorry. Um, I was going to say, one last question, and it's not to do wrestling, it's going back to the Oasis thing, but it relates to your character, Pirate uh, Gentleman, Miles Blackwell. If you can pick one Oasis song, not one that you personally love, but one that you would use as an entrance theme for Violent Gentleman, Miles Blackwell. So you've been given the rights to any Oasis song that would suit your character the most. Fucking in the bushes. Hands on. Fucking in the bushes. It's, it's, it's an... What what did it for me was that's the song that Liam walks out to on the concerts because it's it's pretty much an instrumental song, mm. you know. And you know you got a good 10, 15 seconds before that that first really strong guitar riff hits, and that's when you break the curtain and come out. Yeah, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna use it for the. Uh, I think you've seen more videos when I do like, hi, I've got special announcement for my next guest. I'm gonna use it for that, but I'll, I'll make sure I don't use it for too long. Then I got copyright strike, but that right. should be alright. But now that no, awesome, man. Um, actually, I'll ask one more question. What is your favorite match of your career? Because you've only been doing it for a year and a half. You're still early in your career. I know you said like 35, but mate, I know DDP is the prime example. Boogie yeah. man didn't get into wrestling until he's 40, and he now has a full long career. And he actually got yeah. sacked originally because he lied about his age, and then they brought him back because they were impressed. So, I mean, I think message changed. I think Conrad says this podcast all the time. AJ Styles is 44, 45. But a lot of wrestlers now in their 40s and they are still killing it in their prime. And Bobby Fish, like he's just, he's like a, like a new man in the AEW. But nah, it's awesome, man. What is your favorite match for your career? That's actually uh, the point it's going to make. <laughs> the question. It was August 28th. Um, it was our, just like, kind of like our WrestleMania is called Wrestle Bash. And it was, um, Short, it was a short distance from where I live, so I had a lot of people that knew me that were at the show. And they, those who know me, it's like, you have to boo, do not cheer for me, you have to boo. And when I tell you, when I stepped out and broke the curtain, it was unbelievable, just it was just so loud. And the match itself was actually really good. Um, they didn't air it till like October 1st because they they parceled it out and then they had an issue with production or something like that. Um, but the guy that I was in the ring with, we had trained together so much that we had really good chemistry. And um, he actually thinks that he got concussed in that match. Um, not my fault, <laughs> but he thinks he got concussed in that match. And after a certain spot, he said, I don't remember anything. I don't remember the rest of the match, but he, he did fine. Um, I can send you the link for that one. Um, yeah, that was my man. favorite. It was um, I watched the, what I it, the first one that I really, really felt very confident. Mm -hmm. And it was the, the first match where I was more of the vet versus the rookie. So... Yeah. That was fun. And then I had one where I spent 90% of the match outside of the ring. And that's one of my favorites because I had people who were yelling at me so much to, to get back in the ring to the point where I actually got in trouble because you're not supposed to touch people. But I walked by a guy and slapped his hat off of his head. And that was fun. And, you know, all the time we're always trying to get people across the guardrail. At the time, you know, cross the guardrail, see what happens. Because, you know, you have them call, get back in the ring, boy. Get back in the ring, boy. And I'm like, cross the guardrail. I'll show you how much of a man I am. You know, and you just, yeah. and something happened where this entire match, anytime something didn't go my way, I would just roll out of the ring and wait till nine count and make it back in. And at the end of the match, I you know, threw some powder in the guy's face and hit him with a low blow and the ref was distracted or something and won and ran out of there. And they, these fans were so angry. They were so upset. And that was, that was music to my ears. You know, some of the guys in the back were like, did you know that guy who had slapped? And you're like, no, I don't, I've never seen him in my life. And he, um, he swung at me. Like I knocked his hat off and swung at me. That's literally, like, that's, that was, that's heat. I know, I know everybody says that, but that is literally, 
Yeah, it was, you know, it was you for it, you know. I agree, I agree, I can't yeah, stand I... Hello there, I've got a special announcement for my next guest. Hi, my name's Liam Edwards, and I will be appearing on the What Do You Call It podcast. Check it out, it's worth it. Yeah, so where can the listeners find you on social media, please? Um, only the Twitter, that's uh, at VG Blackwell. Um, let's make sure there's not an underscore in there. I, I should know that. <laughs> Give me one moment. Yeah, at VG underscore Blackwell. Awesome, awesome. And what have you got lined up next before we end this episode? Uh, um, January 22nd in Jacksonville, Florida. It is the Stampede, um, which is that over the uh, or 20 man over the top rope battle royal type situation. And, um, you know, Odds are I'm, I'm going to be challenging for what they call the Southern States title. It's their secondary title. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if they're actually going to go through with that. I've been calling out uh, a competitor named Machine Bryce Maddox. He's a huge, huge guy. And um, actually, uh, he has a match being posted tonight, and I might be making an appearance in one of them. Hey. So. Nah, sweet, man, sweet. I, uh, I enjoy your social media. Uh, that's how we reached out, I think, like, near the end of the year. And I was surprised, like, actually how nice you were because, uh, hey, look, <laughs> what you post was, like, oh, was actually really nice. Uh, <laughs> but um, thank you for coming on, mate. It's been an absolute laugh. Chatting about Oasis, Rally by a Bar, wrestling, and many other things. For everyone that has listened to this episode, there will be more episodes of What Do You Call It podcast coming out soon. I'm glad to be back. I hope everyone had a good New Year's. But for now... Take care. Merry Christmas. I have a special announcement from my next tag team. Hi, I'm Hotshot Hunter Not. Hi, I'm Rosario Grillo. And we are TSF. And this is the What Do You Call It podcast. Yeah. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com.